Hey, welcome to episode 41 of Shit We Don't Talk About, powered by Helix Interactive. It's just me again today, and our topic is, wait for it, colonoscopies. Now that is shit we don't talk about. I'll be filling you in on my recent cancer fright and the colonoscopy experience. It's not as scary as you think. And I'll also be talking about that life-saving booty call that you need to make. Tune in. It gets good. Here we go. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Okay. So if you're not familiar with that little sound bite, go Google Ace Ventura. Let me ask you a few questions. <laughs> and that'll tell you what the theme is about today. Folks, all about the booty, all about making that booty call known as scheduling a colonoscopy. I'm here to tell you some fun tales and uh, be a cautionary tale so you too can be safe. And look at if I end up ever uploading this to YouTube, you'll see that I look like a hot ass mess. Crying is not a good look at any age, but certainly over 50. My little false eyelashes are all jacked up from boohooing this week. Uh, I'll fast forward. It was good news, but I spent the last two days under extreme alert thinking that I had colon cancer. Uh, not a good place to be, folks. Highly not recommended at all. Um, that combined with the fact that I knew that I that was four years overdue for a colonoscopy. Mm, also pro tip, don't do that. Get it, get it scheduled. And I'll tell you why. Let me tell you a few stories about colonoscopies. So I have a history in my family of colon cancer. My great-grandma Tilly died of colon cancer. And then I have a lot of colon problems on my family side, which mainly is diverticulosis. Big difference between itis and osis, by the way. We'll talk about that. We'll dive into that here. So my first colonoscopy was in 2003 and I was 33 years old. So much, much younger than you usually get it. But because I spoke to my doctor about my family history, even back then, they did recommend that I get a colonoscopy. Not a fun recommendation. I was not hooting and hollering about that. But uh, with that being said, let me exhort you, as I like to do on these solo podcasts, to talk to your doctor and advocate for yourself. I have a great episode called Medical Gaslighting, and I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, you are your best advocate. So having that conversation, and if you do have a history of colon problems, most certainly if you are under, they're saying that, that you should start at age 40. I think they're backing that up to age 45. I don't know. I'm not your doctor. Go ask him. But uh, luckily they did schedule it. So I go in and first off, so this was, yes, 2003. Let me just fast forward that the procedure, the prep procedure is much easier. So please don't keep the story in your head when you schedule your colonoscopy. I just want you to know how much easier it is. Because back in the day, yay, oh my word, that shit was vile. It's still vile. You just have to drink a lot less of it. So basically the prep is you stop eating the day before in the morning. So you make sure to, you know, pound down some good food that last night, nothing too crazy. And then you will start on a clear diet that day. Now, I don't, I don't consume a lot of just sugar, you know, HFCS. So I was a little hopped up on goofball just because I was eating jello, 
uh, drinking white grape juice. <laughs> you basically cannot consume anything that has any dark or red colors, most certainly. So you end up going on a liquid diet. And then that evening before this, the, this uh, surgery or the procedure, I should say, you start drinking this wonderful gross-ass solution, see? How many times am I going to say ass in this show? And uh, it's vile. And then you immediately start tinkling from your behind <laughs> because your body's like, whoa, got to go right now. And it's so not satisfying. It's not in like these big poops. And yes, this is, this is poop talk, folks. Talking shit here. Uh, it's, you, just, you don't get any sleep. Just be prepared for that. Take a lot of naps before you take the solution. So maybe nap during the day. I would say take two to three days off. That's my, again, pro tip advice. So then uh, you're pretty much cleaned out because you and you are up and going all night. So you get to the procedure and, you know, one, one funny story. Oh, another couple pro tips for you. If you are going to buy the things for your, your cleanse and your, your procedure, you really wanted to go to the store before you are fasting. I made an awful mistake this time of going to the grocery store the day of when I was not supposed to be eating and everything looked good. Pop-Tarts, fuck yes, those look amazing. Booberry cereal, haven't eaten that in years. Wanted it really badly. Meatballs, you know, Swanson TV dinners, everything looked good. So either send someone to the store, you're going to want to get all the clear things. They'll give you the list. And then they also gave me the pro tip of, and I'm going to say that a lot. That's a drinking game of taking gas X with each of uh, the solutions, the, the, yes, the, the prep solutions. So anywho, that was one big mistake. My husband at the time made was I strained out the Campbell's chunky soup to just get the broth. And he comes rolling his happy ass in with a big bowl of all the cool stuff that I had to strain out. I was like, you need to take this somewhere else. Yeah, that wasn't good. All right. So uh, my first colonoscopy, I get in there. Everything's great. Actually, the easiest thing about a colonoscopy is the colonoscopy itself. You're asleep. You're not going to remember shit. Literally. And you just wake up and you're like, okay, all's good. So speaking of waking up, first off, the doctor, my very first one, banging ass hot. Nobody wants a hot doctor for a colonoscopy. Note to self, you, you just like, <laughs> hi, you're cute. Not good. And then I wake up and again, uh, I was married at the time. They're like, hey, so Mrs. Heron, we just, we just had a bunch of air up there. You're going to want to pass gas. Don't feel badly about it. Now, listen, I'm not a pull my finger kind of girl at all. Now, my husband, though, was like, ooh, let rip, honey just blasted out. And I was like crying, <laughs> crying from shame. I'm like, stop, go away. Don't make me do it. Eventually I did, but I was not happy about it. They did find some polyps at the time. And I don't believe they were precancerous, but they did snip, snip. Everything was great. Didn't feel badly. Got this great photos of the procedure, which I then went and put on my fridge because I was so proud of these shiny, clean pictures of my colon. And People would come over and be like, what's that? I'm like, my clean colon. Don't you like it? Because that's the kind of weirdo I am. All right, fast forward. I got my next one in 2007. Also not fun with the prep, but then I'm thinking, okay, great. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go to Culver's. That was my meal of choice post colonoscopy. Well, I wake up and they're like, oh, bad news. 
we had to stop. You uh, told us to stop. So apparently, you know, you're, you're awake, but you just don't remember it. And that was when they discovered that I had diverticulitis, which are these like weird little pockets in your colon. And mine happened to be at this little corner, like sigmoid, some shit like that. So they're like, listen, not only can you not eat, but you are going to need to go get a barium enema, God help me, and x-rays. So listen, then I have to go rolling over there, still hungry, angry, hangry, hungry, angry. And uh, barium enemas, so incredibly not awesome. So then there's a group of people in there and you're awake and you got this little gown, you're trying to keep your, you know, your booty covered, all your business, the taint, the everything is out. And, uh, and then they want you to keep rolling over so they can take different pictures. So you have a tube up your ass, trying to keep it in, rolling around on the table. They're taking pictures. They're chatting. I was like, Hey, focus, focus on this because you need to hurry up. So um, that was able to at least see that I didn't have any polyps in the part of the colon where they could not get the camera. But that's when I found out I have this diverticulosis, also affectionately known as my hot pocket, because that's what it feels like when it flares up. Now, I've been really lucky. I have not had a lot of problems with this diverticulosis. Again, big difference between itis and osis. Diverticulosis, <laughs> lotus is the condition. Diverticulitis is the flare up and it will, mm. but if you want to get into the emergency room quicker, don't say you have a heart attack. Say you have diverticulitis. <laughs> They'll take you in quick. That's a pro tip I learned from my brother. I don't know if it actually happens, but it makes sense because if your colon has a little burst problem, bye. Again, I'm not a doctor. I don't even play one on TV or at Holiday Inn. So look it up yourself. Google's your friend. All right. So get that done. I go for the last 14 years. Now, listen, I was supposed to go in four years ago. This is where the shame spiral comes in because I knew, fuck, I should have gone in. I should have gone in. Now, one or two of the years, like the year 11 and 12, like at one point I didn't have insurance. Uh, was Things were down in my business. So didn't have as much money if it cost more. I also didn't do the homework to advocate for myself. Once I got insurance again to make it, I found every butt fuck excuse. See what I did there to not have a colonoscopy. All right. So finally, uh, I, I make it happen. I was going to do it before I went to New York and I'm like, no, I don't know if it's going to bother me. I don't really have any problems. See, and this is, I'm going to talk about these stats from this company called fight colorector rector. Golly. So sorry fightcolorectalcancer.org. I have some really fun little graphics. I learned about them from my friend, Tim McDonald. Go look him up. He's amazing. He's also going through colon cancer right now. So he will talk about it as long as the day is about his experience. But that is one of the things is that they say uh, colonoscopy myths. I don't need to have a colonoscopy until I have cancer symptoms. And Fact, most precancers are found in people who don't have pain or symptoms. Symptoms can mean the cancer is more advanced and harder to treat. Son of a bitch, right? So fast forward to Tuesday, I go in, I finally make it happen. Let me just tell you about the prep. It's really not that bad. Here's another myth. That prep stuff is too gross to drink. Well, guess what? It's not great, but you drink. The first round is 16 ounces. I have these fun little metal straws with a little 
bend on them. I'll put it in the link where to get it on Amazon. And I just put that towards the back of my throat and I just chug a lug, chug, chug, chug. And you know, just don't go anywhere. <laughs> don't go anywhere because it'll hit you fairly quickly. But I used to be gallons and now it's just 16 ounces. One uh, the night before and then one in the middle of the night. So really only 32 ounces totes. You can do it. You can do it. You really can. Uh, bowel prep can be mixed into your favorite sports drink, clear soda or juice. So it tastes better. I didn't do that, but yes, it can. Uh, again, prep takes forever. No, it doesn't. You just can't eat that day. I decided to take naps the day when I couldn't eat just to be rested. And then I stayed up uh, Netflix and not chilling that night. All right. So listen, so I go in and I have to tell you, I hope that you have the type of care that I had. And this was, oh man, I'm going to forget who it was. They were so amazing though. Here in Colorado, in Aurora, Colorado, Man Oshevitz, it was part of Centura Health. So if you're not, uh, make sure that you have a health insurance plan that you can sign on and get in online. And then you get messages literally through the app on your phone. So I go to Adventist Health, I think it was, it was Dr. Patel. And I walk in and I, from the minute I walk in, they were so kind and gentle and loving. I made sure by the way, that it's preventative, that it's being billed as preventative. And I got a warm blanket, Norioko, uh, what was his name? There was another gentleman there just like, how are you doing? Come sit on your blanket. We're going to talk about what's going on. The anesthesiologist comes in. She tells me about what I'm going to get and explains that it's even much more kinder and gentler than the anesthesia I'd had before and much cheaper, but you recover quicker. Okay. So then Dr. Patel comes in, we go through my records. I go in. Now I will say, because I have diverticulosis, there is a little bit more risk of, ooh, like tear puncture. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know, I was like, please don't say that. Cancel. Um, but they explained the risk to me. And then I went nighty night. That's the best part. The colonoscopy is the best part people. So, uh, I wake up and everything's fine. He says, we found three polyps and they are concerning. So I'm glad you're in here. So I got to tell y'all. And then he also said my diverticulosis is worse. So worse. So I have a lot more hot pockets. I have not been taking as good a care of myself as I should. I'm, I felt the shame and regret so hardcore the last two days. Um, so, you know, I'm just saying this so you don't have to feel it either. Go get it as soon as you need it. But uh, I just found out this morning and they emailed and said they are not malignant. And that he said, it's a good thing you came in because they were precancerous. Mm. Feel like I stepped back onto the curve as a big bus ran right by. Um, I was so mad at myself. I'm like, if you have ass cancer, God damn it. Not that it's worse than any, but I don't know. It just was in my head. Not saying I'm right. So yes. So that is my good ending to the story. And you know, I also, when I was pulling into the parking lot, Charlie dropped me off. I'm like, if I see a car that says ass man on the license plates, <laughs> ass man, <laughs> like in Seinfeld, seriously, I can't even. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. Uh, let me stop real quick for a commercial break for somebody, a group of people that I absolutely love. Hang tight. I'll be right back. Are you thinking about starting a podcast? Well, you need to check out my podcast producers at Helix Interactive. 
This team is soup to nuts and they can do everything for you. Well, when it comes to podcasts. All you'll have to do is hit the record button. And whether your podcast content is the shit or just, well, shit, it doesn't matter. At least it won't sound like it. Go to helix-interactive.com and tell them that Mia sent you. Okay, I'm back. Let me say a few more things about my podcast team. Drew Lensalata, who was the very first guest here on this podcast, has his own podcast, and it's called The Anxious Truth. He's also written three books on the topic, the newest of which is called 7% Slower, A Simple Trick for Moving Past Anxiety and Stress. I have to say, I feel very seen with this book, especially the stress part. Go check it out. I will put links in the show notes. And the other guy is Joe Ryan. His podcast is called It's Not You, It's Your Trauma, a trauma, PTSD, abuse, anxiety, and recovery podcast. Again, I'll put the show notes in there, but you can also just go to joeryan.com and check it out. I dig these guys. All right. As, uh, as I wrap up here, obviously, a lot of my experiences that I shared are starting from 10 or 15 years ago. And thank tiny Jesus in a handcart that the medical industry has made it a little bit easier for colonoscopies. But <laughs> see what I did there. I did look it up with the cancer, you know, US, what's it called? Cancer.org is the website. So that is American Cancer Society. And here are the screening, the age 40 to 49 screening recommendations. Breast cancer screening recommended beginning at age 45 with the option to begin at 40, get it done. Cervical cancer screening recommended for people with a cervix. That's me. That actually starts at 25. Colorectal screening recommended for everyone beginning at age 45. So listen, it's an option if you're over 45. And also at age 45, African-Americans should begin, should discuss prostate cancer screening with a doctor. So as far as even with the colorectal, definitely talk to your doctor about it. Find a good doctor who's going to listen to you, advocate for yourself because, you know, you don't have to necessarily get a colonoscopy. There are tests that you can get. I think it's like, you know, poop on a stick, which is pretty exciting. I wish I would have had that option actually. But uh, there are definitely other options besides that. There's ColoGuard, which is a test for age 45 and above. Now, I believe you'll have to have that done every year. But again, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV, but I just wanted to have this conversation because we're not talking about it. I know it. I know a lot of people are. They whisper about it. Listen, nobody wants to talk about their ass unless they're being one. And again, closed mouths don't get colonoscopies. So make sure you make the booty call. If you have a family history, if you're over 45 or find out about ColoGuard, there's a lot of different options. I just want you guys around longer, you know, all y'all. So advocate for yourself, find out what tests that you need. I actually got skin tests this year. I got little biopsies. I had my cervix checked, all kinds of things, lots of fluff and buffing. So if you have any questions, talk to your doctor because I'm not one, like I said. So it's good to see everybody or to have you be here with me today on another solo podcast. I will see you on the next episode. Bye. If you like this episode, please do all the things. Share with your friends, subscribe, and leave me a review, especially if it's a good one. If you really like the podcast and you want to show it, head on over to Shit We Don't Talk About Podcast. Yes, that's a mouthful. That's what she said. Click on the patrons button and become a full-time supporter of the podcast. 
And like I said before, if you want your very own podcast and you don't know where to start, go to helix-interactive.com and get yourself some. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Bye-bye.